Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello everyone and welcome to the What Culture Getting podcast, now back on YouTube for the first time and also for the first time with Kirsten, who is making her podcast debut along with Ben Roy. How are you guys doing? Very hot. For some reason, why is it getting so warm, man? I don't know. I was saying to you guys before we started recording, the the duvet fort that we're now recording voiceovers under is getting unbearable. It's like a little little hot box now. Come out sweating. It's minging. It's miserable. You don't want to see it. But speaking of minging and miserable things, we're talking about Resident Evil today. Resident Evil 3 (laughs) came out um, at the end of last week. We've all been playing it. But more importantly, we're all big, big Resident Evil fans. And we are thinking about where Capcom is going to go with the franchise franchise in the future because we essentially got the idea for this podcast from a survey that they've been sending out to a bunch of different players um, analyzing what they want to see from the franchise going forward in particular the question of whether they would prefer another Resident Evil remake or a straight sequel gauging interest um, to see whether the likes of you know Resident Evil 0 or Code Veronica or even Resident Evil 4 could get remaked further down the line or whether you know they're going to push ahead with a straight sequel to Resi 7. So I guess that's the first jumping on point. Um, how, are you, how have you guys um, responded to the two remakes so far and the other ones like you know the original remake and what do you want to see from Capcom going forward? I'm really interested to hear what Kirsten has to say because I feel like <laughs> I tell myself this every day and I always ramble. So Kirsten, I really want to know what you think about these two so far. Well, I mean, I have thoroughly enjoyed them. I mean, I am one of those people that will play Resident Evil regardless anyway. I mean, I played Resident Evil 6 so <laughs> that's saying something um but no I I, I think they've been really really good I'm, I, I, you know Resident Evil 3 definitely seems like it is a little bit short um but apart from that I mean it's just been I, I really enjoy them I think that doing more remakes especially in the order that they're doing them like kind of starting from the beginning and then remaking them as they go I think that would would work well um to kind of clear things up and, and keep the story going for those that are maybe just jumping in now and haven't played the originals. Um, but yeah, from, from what I've been hearing, I mean, I mean, Resident Evil 7 was, was really good as well. So something new would also be quite nice to kind of bring in some new characters, some new monsters would be fun. But um, yeah, I've, I really enjoy seeing like the old stuff and seeing and just having that 
you know, a new light kind of shed on them. Like seeing Nemesis in the new one was mind blowing to me because he just looks ridiculous in the old one. He's just kind of this beige blob with a little <laughs> leather number going on. But in the new one, he's just, he's so like badass and he's got, and he shows up a lot sooner than in the old one. And yeah, it was, um, I'm really enjoying it. I'm really enjoying it. But yeah, maybe something new. I don't know. It's it's difficult. I'll take anything at this point. Just more <laughs> more resi is is good for me. <laughs> well, Bedroy, you've um, obviously you know that they're at the end of the the classic um, you know fixed camera. Uh, uh, you know, like the classic Resident Evil style, the PS1 era style, they've done all of those main games, they rebooted them, but obviously the, there was a bunch of spin-offs that you love, Benroy. Do you want to see any yeah. of those uh, come back? Do you think they are just as, they deserve a remake as much as 2 and 3? Well, firstly, I'd like to see Resident Evil Regardless that Kirsten said. That'd be a good name for one of them. Just Resident Evil Regardless. <laughs> yeah. but, um... Resident Evil Regardless, that should be the next one, definitely. It's got to be Code Veronica next. Like, I, I won't accept yeah. anything else than death, really. Uh, you don't go straight to four because I feel like the, with the argument of everything, it's like four still playable. Mm. That's why we got three, I think, so close. And they were just doing them because apart from GameCube, some various PC ports and PS1, three's not being playable really in the modern age for so long now. They were on like the PS3 classics, but I mean, we kind of needed this to be sort of brought to the new end uh but yeah out of everything they've put up there i did the survey myself and i would like to see veronica because it might be one of the most like sort of not only underrated but just underplayed out of the series because yeah I don't, I don't know about like you kirsten but i haven't actually i've, I've played the opening mission to that game and better you keep badgering me to go back and i will do one get one day but I'm, I'm waiting for them to, you know, perhaps to do a remake, because even though you can get it on the PlayStation 4, um, it's, it's always the idea, and I wonder whether this affects you. When I knew Resident Evil 3 and 2 were coming back, it made me not want to go back to the originals, because I thought, well, you know, I'm going to get to experience it in a way in a couple of years' time, so I'll just wait. And I've done the same thing with Final Fantasy. So when it comes to, you know, Capcom saying that they're going to potentially remake others, it makes me go, well, I might just wait and see. There's no reason for me to go back to them. I'll just, you know, go with the flow. Hopefully they'll give me what I want, which is Code Veronica. Hmm. See, I'm the opposite. I, As soon as I heard about the remakes, I had to go back because I know I knew that it had been such a long time. And I did want to kind of go in with a little bit of an idea as to what it was going to be about. But like I said, I've, I've gone back and I've played at least about maybe three or four hours of the original and compared that to the remake and like I said it's it's the, the time difference is completely different and I you meet Carlos sooner you could go, go against Nemesis way sooner it's like right at the beginning of the remake so even though I've replayed the old one it's like a completely new game like the characters are there and the kind of gist of the story is there but it's completely sped up so I feel like I'm already way more ahead story-wise in the remake than I ever was in the original so but that's just me i just like knowing what i'm kind of getting into before i start like a, a, a new game i guess I, I like to know a basic idea so it's not just kind of completely like oh who's this person like oh right that's jill valentine right you're the <laughs> one are you <laughs> so yeah i yeah i don't know like i i, don't know. I so sorry Jeremy. i had a really like uh not a nightmare last night but i realized <laughs> when i saw that they that the suggestion was one remake remake I was wondering, are they ever going to do like their remake demakes? Like, are they going to make two and three 
in the old style they did like <laughs> one remake so it's actually that game but just with nice beautiful backgrounds and things like that i if they do that they then i i don't know like the, a ranking list that we've got at the moment is full of remakes <laughs> all this sort of thing it will just become such a mess what's canon mm. i don't know but it's probably gonna have to be for me it's probably gonna have to be veronica and just do veronica probably ignore zero and one and then go to four? Yeah, well, right. You mentioned a really good um, point there because they could do demakes, in my opinion, because for me, the remake of the first Resident Evil, and again, we're going to be tripping over ourselves because there's a bunch of different versions of these games, but the remake of the Resident Evil 1 for GameCube, that to me is perhaps my favorite Resident Evil game. I love the way they stayed true to the core mechanics but gave it you know, modern graphics and perhaps a scarier edge, made the... Um, cheesy dialogue, a bit less cheesy, added in a new subplot. So I do think with with the way that Resident Evil as a franchise has gone, it's it's so different across different games. Like you said, the jump from three to four initially was massive, that there are a lot of different styles. You can go down the first-person route, you can go down the third-person over-the-shoulder route, you can do the fixed camera angles, and you can reimagine these games in a lot of different ways. And I, I, I wouldn't be averse to them doing that. I wouldn't be averse to them going back to one, for instance, and doing it in the style of the two and three remake, just as I wouldn't be averse to them going back to two again and doing it in the style of the one remake. It's absolutely mad, but I do think they could go on forever. It's more whether or not the audience you know, has the appetite for that, whether they want to be bombarded with all of these different versions of games they've already had and that are already, you know, they're all still good games at the mm. end of the day. Yeah, I think that's the thing is because they are so playable, like you don't really mind what it is that they they give you, whether it's a demake or a remake or a brand new game. Like you, we're such sort of fans and we're so passionate about the whole story and the characters and, and the games in general that it's like, I don't really mind what you give me at this point. Like, you know, even if they release like, you know, telltale sort of DLCs where it just kind of continued story wise and it was a new story from like a different character. And I'd love to see... Um, like Rebecca and stuff um, sort of come in, like the smaller sort of characters you don't get to see as much. And if we could see Wesker, like Resident Evil 3 version Wesker, that would be like my dream. I love him so much. And it would, I just think he is just the coolest character and to have him in just like brand new graphics would be amazing. But I like I said, I think at this point we would take anything because it's just like, we just love it so much. We're, we're happy with whatever, really. You know, there's yeah. there's certain routes that I think that people would like it to go go down, like Benroy said. But I think even if they didn't go that way, we'd be happy. <laughs> I think they give us, Veronica, you'll get your Wesker dreams because oh. like, uh, for the most part, he's all over that, but he's just like, oh, I'm going to drop in, deliver a monologue, and then go. <laughs> Like, yeah, I just want eight. I don't know about you two, but I just want the mm. story to go forward first, and then give me another remake afterwards. Because I just, I just want to want new. Like I love mm. all this this new era of remakes, but I want the story to progress. But also, I'm going to say right now that I don't mind this like sort of talk of werewolves and things like that. But no magic, please. I want Resident Evil to stay grounded in some sort. I want it to be explained away with weird uh, science, like in Resident Evil 7, the monk Joe. I want it to be grounded in fantasy science rather than magic. What do you two think? Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, yeah. So I, I, we, me, me and Scott talked about this the other day when the, uh, the, the, the rumors came out about Resident Evil 8 and that they were going to go down this more supernatural route. And just to like clarify, in case people at home don't realize what we're on about, the fact that the, 
The rumors suggest that Resident Evil 8 is going to feature a character called the Witch who infects the main character and then makes them see hallucinations and makes them see ghosts and things like that. And for me, that is the perfect way of Resident Evil being able to stay Resident Evil with all the biohazards and all the grotesque monsters while also being able to do something new with, you know, like Ben Roy says, magic or witches yeah. or something a bit more out of the ordinary, something that you don't really associate with resi as a franchise and i i am here for that kirsten what do you think yeah no i agree i think i definitely wouldn't want it to see to, to be too like ben roy said like magic and, and wizards and, and all that sort of stuff and and it i think it does need to be kind of explained away scientifically and it needs to be like realistic but yeah i think the witch could work because like you said it's hallucinations and stuff like that can be kind of explained away with science and and you know drugs and stuff like that so she could work i think and it, it sounds like a very intriguing new character but yeah i don't want it to start being like the whole werewolves i guess could kind of be explained away with some sort of mutation but there there, there is a very fine line and i think if they do cross it it will start to seem a little bit cheesy and not in a good way cheesy not like what we're used to with resident evil cheesy i think it will start drifting into a different kind of genre that we don't want so yeah what did you guys think of resident evil 7 because that obviously started you know capcom down the path of that it took influences from the likes of you know texas chainsaw massacre evil dead it was even though it was developed by the same studio it took a lot more influences from western horror more than the uh, franchise had done before and for me that was a cool little experiment but i could see why it would be contentious you know if they doubled down on that and moved away from the regular bioweapons and used that as a framing device to you know tell something like the texas chainsaw massacre again not gonna lie i started off like kind of hating it I, I was wondering what's going on i was like okay you're ripping me out of like what happened after six like i, I know the world was saved but then like, half the world was destroyed but i was just kind of wondering like where are they going to go from here and as it slowly went on and reintroduced itself more as a resident evil i was like okay i'm kind of here for it now and i can buy the fact that that these people are infected with mold and this mold is allowing um spoilers i guess uh a certain someone to control them and mm. but it, it was a major turn like midway through i was like okay actually i can i i like this uh, american influence of horror and it being more condensed and slowly dripping out uh easter eggs and things for people that have played all the other games to see like there's a character from Revelation who writes a novel at the end of that game, and his novel is in that house. Uh, the ah. same guy who designed Suspense Mansion designed that house as well. Mm. It just seems like that. All these little things peppered around, which brought, I, I think, more staunchly fans like me, like, don't you dare reset the canon and things like that. <laughs> okay, now I'm here. Let's go, Capcom. Let's keep doing this. That's why I think the remakes have sort of been integral to Capcom's journey with the, the franchise. Because when it came to Seven, like you said, although there were some fans, me included, and I guess you two as well, who wanted to see the storyline of Six continued. Mm. I, it, I, think it's, I think it's fair to say at that point, the franchise had become like incredibly bloated to try too much. It almost became a mockery of itself. And it took a kicking by critics and fans alike, to be fair. And I think Seven was very much a cost correction to that. It was almost a clean break, you know. For a while, it was just called Resident Evil Biohazard. Seven was kind of hidden in the title. But I think going back to two and three has shown the world that you can have those characters. You can have the larger than life, you know, Leon Kennedy or, or Chris or Jill or Claire, and you can put them 
in a quote unquote realistic horror situation and still have it be scary and still make that mythos, you know, matter and not allow it to get silly, as silly as Resi 6 got. And, you know, have the horror and action and enjoy it. And say that, was RE6 uh, Resident Evil's endgame? Because it seemed to all reset after that, that you had all Earth's Mightiest Heroes come together, Leon and Chris (laughs) and everything, fighting Big Dinosaur Man and (laughs) back to sort of like square one. You know what, Ben Roy? I don't think I would give it enough credit to call it the Resident Evil <laughs> Endgame, but I certainly think that's what Capcom thought it was going to be. You know, with all that's what they were going for. <laughs> Absolutely. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Before we go any further, I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, Masterclass. With the amount of time we spend discussing and analyzing video games on this channel, it's always good to understand exactly how these experiences are put together. And fortunately for me, I can do just that with Masterclass. With Masterclass's streaming service, you can learn from the best to become your best, studying and growing with over 200 plus of the world's leading instructors. For me, I've been having a blast using a class on video game design by The Sims creator Will Wright to find out exactly how game mechanics are designed around player psychology as well as learning how important playtesting is to shipping the titles that you and I both love. But it hasn't stopped there, as I've also been brushing up on my practical filmmaking skills directly from my favourite movie director Martin Scorsese, as well as trying to get back in the cooking game with Roy Choi's amazing course on intuitive cooking. Seriously, my kitchen is a mess, but my belly has never been more grateful. For just $10 a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to courses on your phone, computer, smart TV, or even via audio-only modes. Even better, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and 88% of members feel that the service has made a positive impact on their lives. 
And to put the cherry on top of that cake, right now, What Culture Gaming listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com forward slash gaming. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash gaming. What's that? You want it one more time? Well, that's the URL masterclass.com forward slash gaming. Right, now I'm going to watch Tony Hawk try to teach me how to ollie properly. I'll see you all soon. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, so like, what do you guys want to see from a Resi 8 then? Because we've talked about like the rumors and stuff, but personally, you know, if you had carte blanche, you're going into this sequel, you've played Resi 6, you've played Resi 7, you've played the remix, what, you know, pros do you want to see from all of those different games put into it? Because I would like, I, I'm, I'm greedy, I would like a blend of everything. I want to see first person come back, but I would, I would love it if you had the option to swap between first and third person. Because The Evil Within 2, I don't know if you've played that, that's one of my favorite survival horror games of the generation. And that patched in a first person mode after launch and it, it, it didn't take anything away from the horror. If anything, it um, you know, made it even scarier, but it gave players the option of whether they want to play it as a you know, over the shoulder shooter or if they want to be more immersed in it. And I love that, just the idea that Resident Evil doesn't have to pick one of two options, it could have everything essentially. Hmm. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think if um, definitely giving it that that option to be able to do third person or first person, because I think having that first person aspect makes you feel like you're more part of the game um, and it, it makes it feel like it's you're, you're included in it and it's happening to you. And I think that's what makes it scary. And I think that's why Resident Evil 7 worked so well is because it wasn't first person and you had the VR aspect, which was terrifying. And yeah, it made it feel like it was happening to you as well as Ethan. But I do agree that having like a, yeah, being able to have a choice would be really good because not everyone, that's not for everyone. They want to stick to the whole third person route. So yeah, and I agree. I think having a bit a blend of everything, I think to have something new and a new story, maybe even carrying on for Resident Evil 7 would be good. But I do also want to have at least a shout out or like I said, little sort of like trophies and Easter eggs to kind of hint at, the characters that we do know and love whether it is chris or wesker or rebecca or jill whoever it's just nice a little sort of wink to people that are sort of like yeah this is new and we know that you're not familiar with this but we are going to chuck some people in that you are familiar with just to kind of like make you feel better and feel more at home so yeah i think a mi- like you said a, a mixture of everything would be nice a, a nice blend would be good yeah I- I would like to see, oh, I'm just going to campaign until this happens, either bring Valentine back in sort of like a referee or give me Valentine in a, because we haven't seen her in the canon as such from uh, five revelations onwards. Like what everyone was around in the six, what was she doing? But I, I can also go with the Ethan route to have him again, but I don't know kind of what he would do in this, maybe more like sort of investigation investigations even into what was going on with her wife and stuff. And I would also want the the new happy, smiley, fun umbrella to be it like <laughs> scared very much. Because Umbrella are now quote the good guys at the end of this. And I, I kind of don't buy it. I'm waiting for the major double turn again like haha we're actually evil good evil evil <laughs> and it's gonna happen and maybe Maybe bring as much as people might hate it. Bring Jake Wesker into it. Have have him like be. Ah, oh, you did not it, just say that. <laughs> Realize that it's actually Troy Baker. So get as much <laughs> as you can be, and have him like say 
be like a Lewis character for like from four, where he just pops in and out and helps you in certain occasions. Uh, I then again, I'm not tied to Ethan. Ethan can just so uh, it's good if people just pop out. But then mm. the the idea of being set like East uh, Europe again and in a dark village, I'm quite skeptical because it's like, look, we're now doing the Resident Evil Four thing again. I would mm. like to. I don't know, maybe more of a town or a village. Like, I don't think we should do a whole city being destroyed. I don't think we should retread any grounds. Maybe, okay, I've got it. Uh, <laughs> like a globe drop bit, like in Code Veronica. So have like maybe one or two, three big locations and go from there to there. And, and I know we, some people like to backtrack and do certain things. Like, I'm going to go and get this grenade that I left in room one of the game. But maybe split up in that sort of way. That's kind of how I see it may go. That's a lot of rambling, but I basically just bring bring uh, Troy Baker back and <laughs> do it in a village and maybe get a guy with a chainsaw again. A lot of good oh. points there, but Roy. First off, yes, bring Jill back. Call it Resident Evil Valentine's Day, and I'm already in. Release it on Valentine's Day, and then yes. we've got, you know... The- you know, for me, Capcom, you know, I've got your entire PR campaign already planned out for you. <laughs> I would also like to see Jake come back. I saw Kirsten recoil in horror at the yeah. sheer mention of that, though. But no. I, I'm, I'm no. kind of used to that. <laughs> what have you got against him, Kirsten? He seems, he seems like a nice dude, you know? It's just bad memories, you know? Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, because um, I just think he was just one of those characters that was like, he was just so overpowered and he just kind of seemingly came out of nowhere I don't know I don't like change and he (laughs) was just it was just like who is this guy and then it was you know he was kind of tied into Wesker which I don't know maybe it's just the fact that Wesker had a kid without me and I I just got upset and it wasn't mine so you know that's what he just betrayed my trust by having a child that wasn't mine but um no I just think he he just I don't know It, it he just seemed too unbelievable is, is that is that a good way to put it you know I mean, just having this character that was so overpoweredly strong and just being able to just wipe things out with just no care in the world and it just seemed too easy for him and that's not what resident evil is about like you the they're relatable because they have their weaknesses and he just didn't seem to have any and he would literally like. kick zombies to death i mean that was yeah. how you control them so in, in an <laughs> unbelievable game he still managed to be um, unbelievable. Ben, are you mm. going to interject there? What were you going to say? I was just saying, like, Palpatine had a kid, didn't have a kid, so we, <laughs> everyone, anything goes now. West, yeah. a bit of naughty stuff in there. But <laughs> just the, the way you solve that, there's a little film called Resident Evil Afterlife. And in that film, Wesker takes away Alice's powers with uh, the antidote. Just do that. Yes. Do that. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, are you if, are if they bring up. him back with with no powers, then fine, that's fine. I'll happily accept him. But OP Jake, no, not for me, not for me. This is madness. Don't you ever suggest that the Resident Evil game series takes any tips from the Resident Evil movie <laughs> series? And I quite like the Resident Evil movie series, but that is not a door you want to open, my friend. Mm-mm. And I also just have a big shout out for Sheva. Like, bring Sheva back. Like, have her, yeah. have her maybe be part of the UBCC, like something like that. Or maybe mm. she's helping heading up New Umbrella. Like, don't just. I, I did just say I like, don't mind if Ethan doesn't turn up here, but I wouldn't say don't abandon one character forever. Like have this, if they give this global uh, anti-biohazard threat, that they should all be sort of like popping in and mm. sort of like seniors. I don't know because I feel like 
she played such a big part in that that it deserves a return in some way. Yeah, I feel like you almost need to do sort of like an Avengers Endgame, but like Resident Evil and just have them just all turn up. Like you said, with Resident Evil 6, where everyone seemed to kind of turn up to save the day, but there were still major sort of characters that weren't there. So it'd be quite nice to at least have a few of the characters like pop up, even if it is just for like a few scenes to be like, oh, there's Sheva. Like, oh, yeah, okay, there's Jake. Like, it's just, it's nice, isn't it? It's a nice little nod to the characters that, like, just to sort of show you, oh, we haven't forgot about them. This is where they are now. This is what's going on. And this is how going through these, you know, issues and the whole zombie pandemic has shaped them as different characters would be quite nice to see where um, they are. And what was Carlos doing 20 years later? Get Carlos in there. Like, yeah. I've got that mad haircut. Who knows? <laughs> His hair. <laughs> <laughs> I do think you're right, though. Like, when it comes to the lesser character... Oh, my. I almost uh, swallowed my face there. When it comes to the lesser characters in um, Resident Evil, I feel like they've all still got enough there that if they were given the chance, they could become something special. Like like Ben Roy, I'm not a huge fan of Ethan, but I want him to return because I think there's enough interesting things, you know, teased in Resident Evil 7 that you could make him as good a character as you know the Resident Evil headliners and I think the same thing you know is also true of Shever and Five but Benoit you mentioned you don't want the series to retread water but Kirsten you said you don't like change so that brings me <laughs> that brings me to the big question of when it comes to Resident Evil 8 or whatever the next Resident Evil game is we have seen a lot of you know repeated situations locations and mechanics from the old games like me and Scott in the news video were talking about the idea of persistent enemies and how that Resident Evil does that well, but because we've seen them so many times across so many consecutive games that the allure to me is fading. And I've got to admit the same thing is happening with sewer levels. It's happening with mm -hmm. the hidden laboratory. And although you could argue those things are at the heart of Resident Evil, I wouldn't mind them coming back, but I want them to see... I want them done in a new way. I want them to either do something new or give us a spin on old ideas with a fresh lick of paint and not just kind of you know, give it to us with a nod and a wink of, hey, this is Resident Evil, you know, this is this is what we do. <laughs> this is what happens. Yeah. So that Seven pretty much did that and did everything you guys asked. Don't know if it's a little dig, but, like, <sighs> uh, you're not going to get out of the secret laboratory. Just, it's not. It's like saying mm. you're going to take Hogwarts out of Harry Potter. No, it's there, mate. It's there. Get over it. It's there. <laughs> yeah. I've been a bit too aggressive there, but I think you have... <laughs> You've got to have some sort of secret lab because it's like biohazard. Where are you going to make this stuff? Like, I, I do understand as well. Like, I think after this, people are reminded that, oh, yeah, a lot of Resident Evils have had the same sort of things. And maybe Free Remake has pushed certain things more into our faces than we would like. But I, I think Jack was done really well in Seven. Like, and I think you can get around it, but then again, I don't want to be chased for a whole game. I was playing mm. free thinking the after you get first the initial stages where Nemesis can come from anywhere, I kind of enjoyed it a bit more just to be able to like soak it in. Mm. And I will say, yes, sewers are a plague in all games, I think. <laughs> but I like the sewer section in free, I think it's so there and gone, it's okay. But then yeah. again, like I do agree with you and Scott. Like, I think if you have a Resident Evil 2 section where most of it's in the sewers, then what are you doing? Get in the bin. But then like, <laughs> again, like that was 1998 like uh design. That was 
how can we make an error that which is like tall, tall small and not resource training mm. so yeah what i'm saying is i agree with your points entirely then again mm. i think you're gonna have a lab regardless it's just I evil i will i will partly agree with you in that resident evil 7 did manage to do those things in an interesting and new way even though you did eventually go to a lab it wasn't you know yeah quite what we'd seen before and it was in a completely separate location and it came after you know hours and hours of something so unresident evil and i will also agree that jack was pretty good for the most part the idea of him you know popping up whenever being virtually indestructible crashing through walls that was awesome my only issue isn't necessarily with these core systems or core features it's just the overexposure of them i'm fine mm -hmm. with them in isolation but we all play resident evil quite regularly we all love resident evil so we've experienced these things before and it's just i i wonder and i worry whether capcom are perhaps resting on their laurels a bit of this is resident evil without trying to reinvent the wheel because for me this series has always been about fundamentally reinventing the wheel that's just some mm -hmm. you know mm. Caution and some fear from me seeping out there, but I'm sure they'll hopefully do a good job. Yeah, no, I agree. I think persistent enemies is one of those things that if you have never played Resident Evil 4 is scary. But when you are like us and you have played it many, many times, many different versions, you know, the panic's there, I guess, but it's not a scary aspect. It's more of a hindrance. And it's more when you are trying to experience every part of the game and you are trying to get the Easter eggs and stuff and you have someone standing in your way it is incredibly frustrating because it's just like no i don't want to fight your nemesis i don't want to be running away from mr x i want to be trying to find all the hidden jewels and i want to be getting the easter eggs and and it is frustrating and i think jack like you said was done very well because he did kind of just pop up out of nowhere and he wasn't essentially sort of chasing you in a sense but i think that bringing back like more the um like the special like zombies like the chainsaw guys the ones that were when they did pop up it was like oh no i can't yeah. be dealing with this i've i've not got the right items i haven't planned for this that for me is more of a scary situation because as soon as you see them you're like oh, i know how to beat them and i know it's going to be difficult and at the fact that they can just kind of like sort of pop up anywhere but it's not like a, a boss battle and they're not chasing you necessarily i don't know i feel feel like they sort of will work better in, in the new game than it, like you said someone who's persistently just catching up to you slowly or or you know chasing you basically and yeah i, I don't know I, I don't think that would work in the new game at all really i think we, we've, we've we're bored of that now if yeah which was in this one, and I just think like the witch character was a mini boss, like the chainsaw guy, sort of like Dr. Salvador. Uh, if she came along and was messing with your mind, maybe it could be like a Silent Hill thing where you don't necessarily enter Hell World, but things start melting and the environment changes. That mm. would give you so much scope to make weird locations, a bit like uh, the end of Evil Within 2, where just things, anything goes, just all broken up. And if you took that, what is theorized to be? this new sort of like thing that's stalking you throughout the game but i hope it only pop up at certain sections you could have a lot of fun with that i think and you, mm. think you could take resident evil in ways that it's never been done before without breaking the world fundamentally and then eventually have it just come down to 
it's a chemical reaction. Life's just one big chemical reaction, mate. And it's <laughs> yeah. <in> the- <laughs> yeah, well, that's, a, that's a lovely life little note. Life finds a way. Then, right? Yeah, life finds a way. It's one big chemical reaction and you will yeah. turn into a giant monster with eyes for hands. But uh, yeah, before we wrap up, I want to finish with the, the core question, which just has to be, just going to be snappy of that, like kickstarted this entire podcast. It's the idea of what do you guys want to see next? Do you want another remake or do you want... Uh, an actual sequel. I, I, I should have asked one of you in, in particular there. <laughs> you go first. I think I would like something new. I, I think we know what's going on. They've they've leaked that there's going to be something new. So yeah, stick with that. If that's what you're going to do, stick with it. I want to see new things now. RE8, please, or Rev3, please, and then Code Veronica remake, please. Thank you. <laughs> there you go, Capcom. You have your instructions. But I wonder what you guys think down in the comments below. What do you envision as the future of the Resident Evil franchise? And please give us a like, share, subscribe, and head over to whatculture.com for more lists and news like this every single day. I promise you, they're really good. Even if you don't, though, I've been Josh. You can follow me on Twitter at Josh Brune. This has been Kirsten. You can follow her on Twitter at what is yes. your handle? Kirsten? It's at Kirsten Rhea with two A's. It's everywhere. Rolls off the tongue. Ben Roy, what's your? <laughs> oh, it's just Ben Roy Turner. No hyphen, no nothing. One word. Let's go. Follow me. Minimalism. Good. Chemical reactions. I hope you've all had a good time. And we'll see you soon. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>